Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team and remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome to Believe in the Cardinals, part of the Believe Network, joined by NFL veteran and Super Bowl 33 participant of the Atlanta Falcons, Ed Smith. I am Javon Adams. Be sure to subscribe, comment, rate, and follow this podcast and tell all of your Cardinal fans to do the same. You can also watch us on the Believe TV around the country in airports and on YouTube. Read the read the top Believe stories at SI.com and follow us across all our Believe socials. So having said that, what is good, my brother? Football is the sport that never sleeps. Never I mean, sleep. we're, yeah, we're in the off season, the football, you know, the Super Bowl is, you know, less than a month behind us, but there's so much activity, so much stuff going on. And I mean, with the Cardinals, they've got so many things to do leading up, you know, with the combine going on now, leading into, into the draft. And then we're going to get the second year, um, you know, look at, uh, awesome Fort and Gannon and what yeah. they have in store for this uh, organization moving forward. It's exciting times, man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And so we are back. We do this thing uh, during the season. We do it twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. We'll be giving it to you this Friday. We'll start hitting you once a week here, so we'll, you'll see us again next week. But today, what we, what I want to talk about is just going over some of the needs for the Cardinals. As Again, you mentioned the combine that's that's going on this week as we record this. And then we'll get into so in maybe a couple of draft, draft positions uh, as well, and then maybe take a little bit of a deeper dive into some of these positions next week. But the Cardinals, they finished 4 and 13 to the season. So again, it was uh, Gannon's first year as head coach. And uh, next week, I think we'll even we'll we'll tackle that uh, the grades that the that the organization got as well. So maybe so don't let me forget that, Mister Easy. But uh, so want to get into some of the needs for the for the team and maybe a couple of those draft picks. So let's start it off with so needs defensive tackle. So you can let me know if you disagree with any of these defensive Check. tackle. <laughs> down the line. <laughs> Cornerback. Check. Wide receiver. Check, check. Uh-huh. Interior offensive line. Check, check, check. Edge rusher. Check. Running back. Check. Now it's going to be interesting. So when when I when especially saying wide receiver, and that's going to be one of the the draft picks that we the possible draft picks that we talk about because as we talk right now, the Cardinals are picking number four, one, two, three, four in the draft, and the interior offensive line interesting there but but we had uh Humphreys that got injured at towards the end of the season and so he's on the uh, the edge of you know on the outside of the line so that's going to be interesting to see what they do whether they release him and do some of those things that you know because he's what was it I think it was the uh the ACL that that he ended up tearing if I'm not mistaken so let's get into and and then when when the 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 uh free agency period starts 
when, when you're able to do the legal tampering, <laughs> the legal tampering, but when free agency yeah. starts and there are going to be a lot of running backs that are on the market, maybe some too priced out of the, maybe priced out of the market for the Cardinals. And then there, there are going to be a lot of running backs that are available in the draft as well. But let's get into a couple of these. Uh, let's get into a couple of these, these possible, cause we've got we have three that we'll talk about today. So the first one, we mentioned wide receiver as a need. And right now, the Cardinals are projected because they, they made a, a statement on their 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 ex account that said that Kyler Murray is their quarterback. He is their he is their the the quarterback, their their franchise quarterback. So every franchise quarterback needs to have a really electric wide receiver, and that could be from Ohio State University. Marvin Harrison Jr. Now you watch a lot of college football. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. By all accounts, he is—he's that dude. But is he that dude that's going to take you to a conference championship game? Is he that dude that's going to take you um, to? Well, first you got to win your division, right? Is he going? Is—is he that much of an impact player? What are your thoughts on Marvin Harrison Jr.? Well, here's the problem with whoever the Cardinals draft, and you and I have talked about this. It's not a one fix situation, one position fix situation. They've stripped this roster down, and it all started last year in free agency. We saw them pick up no one except for second and third tier guys, no long term contracts. And, and then the players we had on the roster, some guys that other organizations would have said, hey, stay here. We want you as part of our foundation. They even let those guys go. So they stripped it down to the bone. Now, and you know, then, then the draft, last year's draft came, and because we were so depleted, you know, you go get little fixes and stuff like that. But because we didn't spend any money in free agency, you know, you're working with inferior products. So now what's happened, they started building on the culture a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get some of the right guys in there. Now we went through the 4-13 and 13 season, which we both predicted, right? And now they're in a situation where, okay, we started from ground floor. From all accounts, what I've heard around the league, and you've heard probably as well, the Cardinals, they at least starting the foundation right. They were played. Even though they were getting beat, they won a couple games they weren't supposed to, they were at least competing for four quarters. So that's half the battle. Now you have to go get the horses that will allow you not just to compete, but start winning some of these games. Now, wide receiver is a great start, but because we don't have edge rusher, because we don't have an offensive line, uh-huh. because we don't have a secondary, we do have a great, a good, good to sometimes, and I'm not going to call him great because I, I've seen greatness out of him consistently, but a good to moderately very good quarterback. But so you're building uh-huh. around him. Everything else, bro. You're starting from scratch. So we're going to go get that wide receiver in the draft, right? Now, first things first, let's talk about this. You and I talked about this the other day. First things first, if you're serious about it, don't Mm -hmm. be about it. Show us. Free agency is coming soon. (laughs) Open up the pocketbook, and you got to start enticing some of these free agents with salary to bring them in here. Because if you're thinking we're going to lollygag in free agency, then go do this in the draft again. When you draft kids, young kids in this league, they're just that. You're, you're first-round guy, second-round guy. You're probably going to get a great athlete, maybe potentially starting it. 
But your third and fourth and fifth and sixth, these are guys that are going to take time by their third year. They're maturing. Yeah. You get some, you know. But if you you're might not be able to watch gonna... those those guys mature. You, the, as the head coach, exactly. you might be, not be able to see them mature. Yes. So before you do anything, free agency, go out there and spend some money. Then with the draft, you go out and you get a Marvin Harrison Jr. That's a great pick for building on top of what you did with free agency. But if you think you're just going to do this all through the draft, like if we watch the Cardinals and nobody's signing here, nobody's coming here, it's going to be another long season because you're not building through the draft. You can build through the draft, but that takes so long, Jay. You've got to build through free agency, experienced players, maturity, you know, and and you got to hit on some of those. So, I mean, as far and we're so obviously specifically talking about the draft. When that window comes for free agency, and we start seeing those contracts signed at twelve oh one and stuff like that, you and I will have a lot to talk about <laughs> because we'll be seeing what the Cardinals are doing. But as far as the draft, right. yes, you got to you know you can't miss. How many times, Jay, over the last five years before Austin Ford and them got here, did we miss on our? You can't miss on a first round pick. Can't That's got to be. That's like no-brainer, especially when you're picking at the top of the draft like this. What, two years ago, they trade their number one pick for a wide receiver that is probably a two or three Ooh. on most teams? Yeah. And then with your yeah. second, I mean, it's it's just they they did stuff that wasn't logical. This year, and they did a good job last year. What the first pick they did last year? Wow, lineman, right? We talked mm-hmm. about that for years. So this yeah. is year two. Go get that number one receiver that will be a, another piece of the puzzle that you're put, putting together. But we got to start with free agency. Uh, the draft, like I said, is the, the supplemental part. You and I, an interesting left, I'll set up after this. You and I mm-hmm. both agree, I think, that it's all done. The NFL, the one thing I think they do wrong, they hustle them backwards, it should be yes. draft yes. and free agency. They yes. should push the draft up a little bit because the the college season's been over for how long? Okay, let's yep. push the combine a little, you know, get them right after. Most of the college players aren't even playing in the bowls now because they start preparing yeah. for the con. Get push the combine up. Let's get the draft earlier. Then teams will be like, okay, we went out and drafted this, this, and this. Now it's time to go hunting for free agency. I think they do yeah. it backwards in that manner. I, I think agree you, you agree with me too. I agree with that. I agree with that. So, so if they did get, if they do draft Harrison, uh, bring can, he can catch those contested balls, speed off the release, great work ethic, and so these are this is just one of the one of the profiles that I was looking at. So Harrison, another possibility, and it, maybe not this high, but maybe going after an offensive tackle in the draft, um, Jordan Morgan from University of Arizona. And they have Paris Johnson Jr. And so this particular uh, profile that I'm reading here, and I'll quote, says, despite Paris Johnson Jr. having a solid rookie season, the Cardinals find themselves in need of a tackle again. And we mentioned that DJ Humphreys, uh, that because of the need to the injury to DJ Humphreys. So uh, with a relative lack of depth on the O-line, and I know you love, you say address those lines the the in the trenches. So do you do you think that they should maybe go after an offensive lineman in the draft as well? Maybe not at the number four pick, but if they can get something there uh, for for him. So with, with that possibility, yeah, I think the strategy is, and it's almost like you're playing a game here. You look at you know you you have the draft board, you look at the positions each of them, and you say this is a high 
octane offensive lineman draft. So you, you got a, sp- a few of them that they're considering. These are all first and second round guys, right? Then you right. look at your wide receiver core and you got the three that look like they're like no brainers and then a bunch of, you know, average after that or not top of the hill. So I think you have to prioritize. If you want to go get that gym, go get that gym, me and the wide receiver, because it's a mm-hmm. deep offensive lineman draft. You'll, you know I mean? You, you might, you would almost, there, sometimes there's a guy, you just can't pass on him. You know, yeah. we got to go get him. But in this offensive lineman draft, it appears that it's deep enough where you can say, okay, we're going to take care of that first priority. And remember, we have uh, Houston's, Houston's pick. Big. Later late on 20s? in the first round, late, late 20s, 20s yeah, yeah. you could go get an offensive lineman because you got to remember the first peers of first three picks will be quarterbacks right out the box. Then, you know, we get in a wide receiver and there's some other teams, uh, tight end, I think somewhere, defensive end, you know. So I think by the time you get to that pick in the 20s, you could get a good quality lineman to add, and he's still a first-round pick. I remember when my brother was picked in 93, they, the, to the Saints, they had two first-round picks. They picked Willie Rofe first, who eventually went oh, to the Hall of Fame, Willie Rofe, and yeah, then my yeah. brother a few picks later. So there's a way to do it, you know, and then you can always look at moving up, moving back there, you know, if you want to give away a second to somebody in the teens, you know, then they get your 20-something, and they also get one of your second-round picks. There's ways to, to finagle. Like, if it's a guy you really want, well, you know, we'll deal a little bit that way, too. So we're going to see, you know, if, is Monty a wheel-and-deal guy or he's a sit and play the cards he has? That's what I'm really anxious to see this year because this is year two. So we'll see what they do with that pick. But I do think they could, with two picks in the first round, they could come come away with two very valuable you know, spots being hit, meaning wide receiver and O line, and somewhere on that O line to team in with with Paris. Man, that's a great start, if you ask me. All right. So again, believe in Cardinals. He's at Smith. I'm Javon Adams. We appreciate you checking us out. Make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend. So we mentioned some some of the needs. So offense in interior offensive line, because if they did draft uh, Jordan Morgan, they put him inside and then Paris Johnson will likely move out to what I think is his position is left tackle. Um, so, we we mentioned offensive line. Uh, we mentioned the uh, uh, wide receiver, but also edge rusher. So edge rusher, you watch again. You watch a lot of a lot of college football. You watch that University of Washington. So Braylon Trice, edge rusher. Uh, one of the things mentioned in this report that I'm looking at could be an under the radar pick for the Cardinals. Uh, Montres D line. He um, could you know really be powerful presence at Washington in 2023 as he was coming off the edge. Uh, not necessarily providing a ton of speed, but he uh, he you know he he could give them some type of punch there. Um, hometown kid from from Phoenix. Do you know a lot about Braylon Trice, or have did you watch observe him, or what do you know? What do you think about maybe even getting a, a an edge rusher somewhere in the first two or three rounds of the draft? Yeah, I haven't done the deep dive, but you know by position yet, and he, the name rings a bell, but. You know, I can't, I couldn't pretend like I know yeah. exactly uh, his skill set right now. Edge rusher to me, and once again, I think you have to prioritize. Edge rusher okay. would be in that second tier of things that I want. Like I said, okay. first thing I want to do, I got my franchise quarterback. I got to protect him, and I got to get him weapons to throw the ball to. To me, that's right. one and two. Then you yeah. start supplementing. And, and once again, I say this, Jay, 
free agency has to be a hit for you. You're not going to yeah. cure all our illnesses in the draft, but I guarantee you there's a few edge, experienced edge guys out there right now that if we open up the purse to, and it doesn't have to be tier one, but somebody on that tier two growing toward being a tier one guy, we yeah. could go out there and make it happen. So you got to spend the money, though, to do it. So, you know, like I said, and then, like I said, once you spend it on certain things, then you can reprioritize your list, meaning what you're looking for in the draft. So, I mean, we're we're asking a lot of questions that we don't honestly know the answers to, or at least because we don't have all the information yet, what's been mm-hmm. done in free agency before we get to the draft. But, yeah, edge rusher, I mean, you look at our, the list of things we need, Jay. We need corner. We went down. You need a cornerback. we got to secure the secondary. got to get booted some help on the back end there. Uh, you definitely need some edge rushers. You need interior, defensive tackles. We need offensive line. We need wide receiver. We also need running back. So what don't we need? Yeah. So the, the question is, they have to prioritize. And then I, I, I'm, if I was a GM in the draft, I would have my list of, you know, obviously top guys, say 1 to 15 in every position, right? And right. that free agency, one board is filled with free my free agent targets. The other is my draft. So as I start figuring this stuff out, you know, I go down the line, this guy's rated higher than this guy here. If we could get him here in free agency, then I can maybe take my board over here with uh, my my draft board. I can slide and less, less mm. priority there because I okay. filled that. So there's all kind of methods. I, you know, like I said, we're working with the information we have right now, what the current roster is. What's out there in free agency, but who are the Cardinals targeting? We don't know all those things yet. We will once the period opens up, and then we'll have a really a much better thought process on now that they've done this and this, this is, you know. But for instance, Jay, I'll throw something out. What if something crazy happens during the combine right now where one of those disgruntled wide receivers, let's say uh, Jefferson in Minnesota, Right. Right. Jefferson in Minnesota, he's they don't re-sign Kirk. He's pissed off. He wants to get out of there. Cardinals make a deal. They get him here. Now, all of a sudden, our priority might be, you know, at the fourth pick. We don't necessarily yeah. need Harrison. So we might. So all these things have to take place first. And there's yeah. always a surprise or two. Like I said, we're working with the information we have now, but I'm excited because so many things can happen and there's so many possibilities out there and we're going to see what the Cardinals are all about. This new regime, because this is year two. Like I said, are they wheelers and dealers or are they sit there to play the cards that they're, that are in their hand? We'll find out soon. Yeah, we definitely will. And I can, I can say this just from the, from an enthusiasm or from a fan base perspective, I would imagine that if they do decide to, if if things stay the same and they maybe they fill some of the other needs in, in free agency, but they do go and draft uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., that will energize the fan base, I think. And you'll probably see that that uh, that State Farm Stadium being much more full than it has, than it has been over the last handful of years, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we all know this. this it's an offensive league. And you know, we've been lacking for the last couple of years. Now it seems like we got some right people in the right places. And we start putting, you know, like I said, obviously a better product out there offensively, especially. It will pull people back into those stands. And we were, like I said, we were, produ- we were competitive. Now people want to see not competitive. They want to see actual winning. 
Yeah, that's the next yeah. Step. His moral victories goes out the window in year two, especially because of the way in which they approached the their first year by really stripping it down, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show. Well, even right now, Jay, you think about the Cardinals were four and thirteen last year. You you say that like as good as, as well as they played last year. You it is weird, beat, right? Yeah, yeah. They beat Dallas. They yeah. beat the Eagles. But yeah. wow, they were four, still nobody can even think about it. it's like they were four and 13 so you know it's like eating something bad and it, it's got a nasty funky taste aftertaste in your mouth and you just mm-hmm. can't get rid of it even though initially it was like you know that's pretty good and then all of a sudden it's like oh is that aspartame or whatever the hell that is like, <laughs> damn i just can't you know i and but it lingers, and that's what the four and thirteen did or does. Yeah. It lingers, even though yeah. you and I, we were like, man, you know, they were they were they were out there competing, which is a good thing. But fan wise, it's like four and thirteen, they suck, you know. But no, yeah. I think they're heading in the right direction, and we'll see what happens moving forward. Yes, sir. Well, that is Ed Smith. I am Javon Adams. We do this thing during the season. We do it twice a week. It's the off season, so we'll bring you another one next week, and we'll take a uh, we'll we'll go over that organization report card and then we'll also maybe get into another position yeah. to uh, make sure to tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here at believe in cardinals uh and also you know we are presented by bet online as we always like to say around this time are you can thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.